0: The Money Show, Business Unusual, with Colin Cullis. Business Unusual is brought to you by Workforce Staffing. Workforce Staffing's flexible staffing solutions are here to link the right young people with the right opportunities. Colin Cullis, Business Unusual on Star Wars Day. What is your context tonight, Colin? Well, that uh, very famous franchise of movies uh, has the Jedis uh, wish each other well by saying, may the force be with you. And it didn't take uh, too many uh, enterprising nerds to realize that May the 4th sounds a lot like May the Fourth, And so it has come to be known as Star Wars Day. Uh, But for our context, I was thinking about the plucky rebellion, those rebels, the Jedi, who had taken on the evil empire as it had grown to become this terrible thing, oppressing people and not giving them what they wanted, Uh, as being a bit of an analog between Netflix uh, and, the, and the sort of movie studios and the big TV networks and, and whether or not, you know, in that universe, galaxy far, far away, uh, who was winning? And certainly up until just two weeks ago, uh, very many people would have said the, well, the Rebels were looking very good. So this is a bit of a look back, quick little recap of where Netflix came from, the, the original disruptors uh, that I think this show first featured to say, wow, look what these guys are doing. Not just once, they first did it with the DVD market, but then with streaming stuff. And seem to be unstoppable. This sort of uh, tide of uh, tech solving all sorts of things and shifting us into this whole new era of how we consume uh, content. Uh, but then, with with the comeuppance two weeks ago, uh, maybe getting us just to to re- rethink that. Um, so the, the the starting point for for Netflix, Reed Hastings uh, founded the company. Uh, back in the mid mid 90s, early, late 90s, um, was the notion that uh, DVDs at the time, Blockbuster was the, the big guys. Uh, you would go, you'd rent a video, and if you didn't get it back on time, they, they'd charge you. And if you had a contract, you know, then they'd take off extra points. And a lot of people weren't happy with it, but, you know, we were just consumers. We needed to get our vhs video cassettes and so we nipped down there bought it and, and if they penalized us we took the penalty uh well he ha- hit on the idea that says you pay uh, a subscription as as they had but rather than get penalized for not returning the, the the video dvd i suppose by then on time you could simply keep it but not take out another one until you returned it uh, and then they managed to uh, improve on that by actually making the u.s postal service at one point the number one thing sent across the u.s postal service was Netflix DVDs. Uh, And it was a business that they'd continued operating. I thought it was still operating, but when I tried to access DVD.netflix today, I got a uh, a message that says, this page can't be found. We're redirecting you to the homepage, which looped back to the page that you couldn't be found. So uh, I guess that's one of the things that have possibly... um, been cut as a consequence of the the, the, the stock price uh, drop uh, for a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so anyway, they, they weren't looking to sort of kill Blockbuster. They were looking to say, here is a great better model for doing DVD sales. Uh, surely Blockbuster would, would take the opportunity to acquire them and they would join as fans of movies to join with Blockbuster and revolutionize the entire industry for everybody's benefit. Uh, but Blockbuster didn't think that they needed a hand from these uh, plucky upstarts and rejected the offer. Uh, which set uh, Netflix on to say, okay, well, then we'll we'll do this on our own and managed to do it so well that they effectively wound up killing Blockbuster. But rather than resting on their laurels uh, on that front, um, they noticed that the internet was becoming a greater, greater opportunity and so opted to start streaming content. This was at sort of 2008, probably reaching what, I sometimes would describe as the peak years for disruption, 2008 to 2010, uh, when when most of the really big companies uh, managed to get started. Um, And a lot of people laughed at them. They said, listen, you guys aren't doing bad with the DVDs, but come on, this is is big money, expensive stuff. It's hard to do. And at the time, internet still wasn't fast... uh, cost of access was still expensive. And the devices you could watch things on, I mean, smart TVs were just not that smart. So where were you going to watch this content and, and how are you going to pay for it? But like many of these um, early startup things, uh, it wasn't very good, but then our expectations were very low uh, and the prices weren't bad either. And certainly in the US, the sort of uh, classic bundles that we're up against were these cable companies uh, which would which would bundle your internet access your mobile phone contracts your cable television networks and all these other things and not only was it a big bulky difficult thing to sort of get out of once you'd subscribed uh, and hooked into all sorts of other things if you did want to watch a sport match or something else that was sort of a little more premium you'd have to pay extra for it so there was a, a reason for just consumers to say enough with these big guys gouging for my money and charging me so much every month. I'll take this little $5 option with Netflix. It doesn't have the biggest library, but I like what they've got. And it's not the greatest quality, but it seems to be getting better. Uh, And they started growing that way and and doing quite well for themselves. Share prices, you know, they kicked off at sort of a dollar a share price. At this stage, they've sort of risen risen up and we're starting to touch almost $100 a share price by sort of 2012. Uh, things were looking good, and they obviously started attracting, uh, you know, so sort of the interest of the other competitors to say what's going on here, uh, and 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 some others started to join. But it began by the the big movie companies, the the movie creators the TV creators, who up until then created all the content to start saying, "Hey, Netflix, we used to syndicate the stuff to you, so we'd sell these shows to you for you to stick on your platform. But we see that this is not in our best interest anymore. So either we're not going to give you a, a very long run with it, or we're not going to give you our best stuff, or we're simply going to take it off of your platform." And then they started creating their own, and consumers now we're faced with the, the challenge of saying, hmm, do I buy Netflix plus an Apple or maybe, you know, one of the other bundled companies and when you add all those numbers up again, you wind up going back to those original costs that, that could be quite prohibitive. This was the sort of challenge that was developing in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, for everywhere else in the world, they were just looking at these cool new things happening with with, with television uh, and were hoping that one day it would it would come here. For South Africa, we had to wait all the way until 2016 uh, before Netflix finally launched here. Well, launched here officially. Uh, let me let me say something else about the sort of 2012 era. Uh, at that stage, um, the meme of Netflix and chill had been created. And now you know your company, That's and your brand has done something extra. Well, in, well, 2009, when somebody used it, meaning actually come and watch, actually watch yeah. Netflix and chill at my house. That was 2009, and and thanks to Wikipedia, the actual tweet that originated is is immortalized there. But it meaning to you know, come and have sex, Uh, that was around 2012 where that became nudge, nudge, wink, wink. That's what that's all about. But that just showed you how it become sort of a cultural thing. But there too, uh, I suppose we can say was the seeds of one of its own uh, elements of, of destruction because the idea of you going to visit somebody to watch Netflix was a thing, and they would they would be happy for that. But as devices uh, and, and access to the internet and, again, these streaming smart TVs started to become more common uh, and Netflix effectively available to be able to be consumed on all of these things, people took to say, well, you don't have to come over to mine anymore. I can just share my password with you. You can log in wherever you are. You can watch there. I can watch here. And we don't have any problems. Uh, and that has uh, been one of the things that, again, in this most recent call, they said has come back to bite them. Uh, they were always aware of it. They sort of allowed it because you, would get, you were sampling people to let them see what the service was like. But now everybody knows what it is. You didn't need to sample them. You need to convert them to subscribers. And they believe that as many as half of the people who have subscription accounts are sharing those passwords with other people. And so not, not very likely uh, that someone's going to look to buy one. But anyway, back to what we were waiting for here in South Africa, uh, which came along in 2016 with the likes of House of Cards already being a, a big hit um, and Orange is the New Black. Although for many South African watchers, uh, we were reliant on, on the likes of DSTV at the time, who was bringing those series in already and, and putting it up on, on their platforms. Uh, but it did become available and people stumped up to, to, to buy their things. Uh, I do recall um, that Afrikaans speakers in South Africa said, well, it was made for Afrikaans, really, because that's what they do, Netflix. It's a, <laughs> it's a pretty standard thing, you know, just, just movies. Um, and, and so it went. And I think, um, like many of these other large tech companies, they, they just became a household name, certainly in South Africa, looking forward to a big new series, uh, you know, the, the big conversations, et cetera, would be anticipation waiting for the things to come. And there, again, was, was another challenge that had in South Africa. We had the SABC, ad-supported television. We had DSTV, ad-supported television. Along comes Netflix, no ads. Wow, this is amazing. Um, And besides the no ads, when a new series was released, the entire series became available. You could start binge watching. Uh, And while uh, a lot of people sort of thought that was a crazy idea and it ruined the experience and possibly a a small group of people still feel that way, a lot of people took to binge watching. And that too, I think is a major problem that Netflix has now seen has grown to become a real big issue for them. Because while the other big streaming companies um, release new series, they actually still do have this notion of, for the big series, they'll drip them one a week or, you know, not, not all in one go. Uh, and what Netflix, I suppose, has, has found is that when, when money is tight, people will wait for a new season or a new series, a new season of a series to uh, become available, subscribe for that month, binge watch the entire thing, and then say, okay, thanks, I'm, I'm unsubscribing again. And considering the cost, and, and, and Netflix to its credit – spends more on creating content than just about any of the other large makers of content. So that has been an absolute boon for creators. It's been wonderful for us as viewers, uh, but not necessarily sustainable. Uh, only a year or two ago did they, they just become profitable because the amount of money they were spending um, on creating content was pretty much offsetting all of, almost all of the revenue that it was getting uh, to the point where it is still growing. And so how can you continue to keep making all those shows and justifying it at those costs? And that—that that is the other real big challenge they have in fact when it does come to uh, the likes of this the, the death star as it were that is slowly being uh, finishing up its build ready to attack these rebels who had seemingly seem so safe in their bases, well, then that must be Disney because this is a real behemoth of a a company. And while it didn't go chasing the streaming thing right from the get-go, it focused first on acquiring uh, the Star Wars franchise, which it did a good couple of years ago, then the Fox Network's uh, big bundle of of content, including The Simpsons, uh, and then the Marvel Universe. And along with its own Disney catalogue, Means it has an absolutely enormous volume of content. Something that, whether you're you know, family oriented watching or, or, or adult oriented, you know, the MC Universe stuff is very, very big. That's going to be a very uh, um, appealing prospect for people. And that uh, itself opens in South Africa on the 18th of this month. And they're offering a, a year bundle for about 950 bucks. Sure. for the entire year to get access to all that content. And a reminder that DSTV for one month is 840 Rand. So they're basically giving you an entire year for what it basically costs you for for, for just a month on DSTV. Uh, I'll leave a whole bunch of extra stuff online because where Netflix has found itself now nice, is being top of the hill, too expensive, uh, too much choice for users to be able to use. Some people claim the content that they're choosing, the kind of shows they're creating so many shows, they're killing so many shows, there's no opportunity for people to uh, sort of get used to any one show and watch a lot of them. Uh, the, the longest running show that they have available is Seinfeld. And even then, if you want to do, watch the entire uh, series of Seinfeld, thanks to a ridiculous site called canibinge.com, uh, you fill in uh, Seinfeld, and it'll tell you if you watch six episodes a day, you can watch all of Seinfeld in four weeks. Uh, using The Simpsons, that other massive franchise that uh, Disney Plus has got, it'll tell you you'd have to watch 26 episodes a day for four weeks if you'd like to watch all of The Simpsons. And so this is where we find ourselves, the the, the final frontier, the space that we are in right now. And to quote from another old um, space legacy thing, we need to find out who will live long and prosper. <laughs> Colin Cullis, Business Unusual. Thank you, Colin. Your business can play a vital role in reducing youth unemployment, allowing the next generation to build a strong economy. Take the guesswork out of managing personnel and rely on Workforce Staffing's compliant nationwide staffing solutions. Empower the youth and visit workforcestaffing.co.za today. Workforce Staffing, the preferred staffing partner.